0: This is Atlanta Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Whitetail Properties Real Estate. We're your hosts, Adam Keith. And Matt Dye. This is your weekly resource for habitat management, wildlife management, and recreational real estate. We hope you guys enjoy the show. <laughs> Alrighty guys, welcome back to another Land and Legacy podcast. This is your host Matt Dye, and I'm excited to be bringing you some middle of November content. That's right. Um, this is what uh, this is what deer hunters are living for right now. This is a massive cold front that's really kind of hit a lot of the the whitetails range. And um, if you're experiencing it, if you're able to get out, best wishes to you. Hopefully, deer are up on their feet, but um, you might begin. To experience that lockdown phase as well, um, we're kind of seeing that on cameras here, and some weather changes and fronts that are, you know, we got cold temperatures, and you're thinking, man, that's going to drive deer to food and, and get deer on their feet. But sometimes this cold blast is so extreme, it's keeping deer bedded up, um, or we're having snow or rain um, that's keeping some deer bedded down, and, and a lot of factors a lot of things that are that are influencing deer movement but at the end of the day bucks are on their feet more and they are chasing hardcore and beginning to get in that lockdown phase right here in our portion of Missouri so um hopefully like i said you guys are having some great encounters out there and filling some tags but um before we jump into today's podcast quick reminder um on the consulting side of things guys if you're interested in the service for 2023 send us an email um, info at landlegacy.tv or go to our um, website and click on the consulting tab and fill out that information Um, our schedules are definitely booking up rapidly and we want to be able to hit as many people as we can and um, maximize our time out there so um, if you guys have interest send us an email and we'll definitely get back with you there but uh, <clears throat> also, want to give a quick shout out to uh, Vertical Tree Stands. Guys, um, they have been gracious to us and sent us a couple tree stands to use for this November and December um, and really just kind of test them out. And they're high quality tree stands. So, if you guys have interest, you're looking at kind of those great permanent setups that are going to be long lasting, um, comfortable sits like we're experiencing now. Um, these long sits in the field during November, the cold ones in, in December, January time frame. Definitely check out vertical tree stands and uh, use the code LANDLEGACY20 to get 20% off your order. And also, I want to give a shout out to Onyx Maps. I made a social media post the other day regarding just the, the, the window in which we're in. We're seeing all these deer. Moving and we're we're observing so much in the field that it's a perfect time right now to be going and making your additional plans uh, for what you're going to do during the hunting off season, where the habitat work really kicks in. Um, How are you going to capitalize on what you saw and what you observed during the hunting season? Make those necessary adjustments, uh, whether it's bedding cuts, whether it's edge feathering, whether it's TSI, whatever you need to do. While it's fresh in your mind, now is a time to work in on x and begin organizing what your spring and winter work is going to look like so um we're using on x maps daily and uh, i was just doing that myself for here at elam ridge and making some new plans and adjustments that i want to be able to be hunting over and seeing how deer are going to respond to it by next hunting season so um If you're not already a user of Onyx, definitely go check them out. And um, we encourage you guys to look at the elite membership and all the benefits that come with it when you are signing up. Um, And and if you guys wish to do that, use the code LEGACY20 and you get 20% off your membership for Onyx Maps. Um, Now on to today's content. Uh, I do want to preface it and say, hey, this is a little bit of a... Uh, a meaty, weighty podcast. Um, we're talking about hunter harvest and we're talking about, um, you know, standards and, and you know, validation of harvesting deer, um, what that really means and breaking it down. And we want this to be um, encouraging um, and, and we want it to be kind of inspiring to set and establish goals. We're not at all minimizing anything, um, anyone's harvests whatsoever. That's not the point of the podcast. Um, But we want to provide strength and encouragement to like stick with it. You have standards, you have goals, go get it. So we're going to be talking about that. And I'm going to have Kyle Hedges, Land Legacy Consultant, um, on with me to discuss that. And um, so essentially, kick back, enjoy this. Maybe this hits home for you. Maybe you know someone who this may hit home with, um, but you know, just encourage everyone to listen with an open mind and just kind of hear the you know the words because we're living, breathing, sitting in this situation right now. Kyle hasn't filled a tag. I have not filled a buck tag. Adam has not filled a buck tag. Chad has not filled a buck tag. It's Chainsaw, Chad, excuse me, has not filled a buck tag. So, um, and that and that's all okay. Like we're we're sitting comfortably, making plans for what my late season is going to be. It's currently rifle season. I'm sitting out right now because I don't want to fill my firearms tag for for the year yet. So all that to be said, guys. Prepare for the podcast mentally. Keep an open mind as we're going to talk about things. Um, and again, remember we're coming at this from encouragement, support, and um, you know just really realizing what harvesting dear means and, and kind of the weight responsibility that follows it so listen with an open mind and i hope you guys enjoy the podcast all righty kyle i got you on the line are you there i'm here wonderful wonderful you're uh you're trying to i guess warm back up from a morning hunt aren't you
1: yeah i'm over at my Kansas farm and just got out of the tree a little bit ago grabbed a bite to eat and and here we are, a little chilly in this morning, but
0: nice. it was a good hunt.
1: Saw good. several bucks. And,
0: awesome. Yeah, awesome. But you're you're kind of after a target buck specifically, and 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 two. I don't know if we shared it yet now on on the social media page or not. Um, but your buddy and we're gonna do a whole podcast on this. But your buddy um, killed a giant on your Kansas farm, didn't he? Yes,
1: yes, he did. <laughs> Which is. Which is awesome. I mean, obviously, that's, you know, part of the deal. You you bring a buddy over here, there's always that chance, and that's fine. Uh, Yeah. A lot of my... Anyway, we'll get into that. But, yeah, killed a really big deer. We'll get into that on another podcast, but... uh, Absolutely. Got another really big deer still hanging around here, so... I love it. I Yep, I'm back over here.
0: Good, good, good. Better
1: weather. We were here a week ago, and it was 70. Decided this is not working, so let's save (laughs) it for better weather.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um well, I hope uh I, h- I hope you cross paths with them and and put that deer on the ground cuz that'd be just I mean icing on the cake. Like we we could have a great story with the last 4 years of what you guys have been able to do and accomplish on that 160 acres and, and the harvest that you guys have had, consistency there. Um and the result of good habitat work, but uh, I think that there's there's more to come, and and that's hopefully going to result oh, yeah. in a harvest from you this year on one of the other target bucks that's still uh, still coming around. So, did you have a chance to pull those cards and look at them?
1: Yep, he's still here. He still, okay, good. Um, good. It's funny he's shifted a little bit, but uh, he's he's shifted actually more into where that giant's, uh-huh. the cameras that giant was on. So
0: I see that often. He,
1: yeah, yeah. He he knows cool. the giant is gone, and he's claiming some new scrapes. It appears. Mm.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, well, good. Yeah. That means that means he's in a huntable location. again, hopefully, it's just a matter of time yeah. uh, for you to be able to seal the deal. But let's go ahead and get into um, this podcast this week um, because it's going to come pretty weighty I I think for, for some folks and I think it's gonna hit home for some folks. Um but what I wanna do is start off by by reading a social media post that I came across. Uh, a good friend of ours shared this post and, and I don't even know who um this person is who wrote it. So uh I, I'm I'm gonna share their uh, page and, and a, whatnot. Yeah. So it's so very applicable
1: it. it's very applicable to what we just let into with yeah. me being over here and, yeah. and having some specific <laughs> And and we'll talk some about that. Some mm-hmm. deer I passed this morning play into this yep. exact
0: post. So. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, so guys, this comes from uh, a Facebook post. I've got a screenshot here. I'm just going to read it. But uh, Wells Outdoor Journal is the page that posted this. Um, so I'm going to read the first couple paragraphs, and then we're just going to dissect it and, and move through it. But um, it goes, he's not the biggest is typically followed by meat in the freezer. Dissatisfaction followed by an alternative justification. The mentality that something far less desirable is better than the possibility of nothing is a direct reflection of the need for validation. Validation from others who really don't care either way. Ultimately, you're cheating yourself out of experiences and accomplishments to impress and get validation from people you don't know and who could really care less. Stop being afraid of not getting anything. Set your standards and see them through and don't change them for anything or anyone. Focus on the process, not the outcome. Teach yourself that the journey is the actual re- free reward with this mindset. You'll never go home empty-handed. And a lot of that comes from, right, those phrases or people, justifying a buck that is not the biggest or it's meat in the freezer right so that's kind of tying it all back together but there's a there's a lot in there um and this may again step on toes this may um wake some people up or or whatever but we we want to make sure that people understand that when the reason we're sharing this is because it's middle of the season and there's a lot of people um who fortunately have been very successful and you're probably seeing social media posts of great bucks that have been targeted and harvested um and seeing the success of others and this is the time frame in which the feelings of well I need to do something well I need to show that I'm I want to get that validation I need those likes I need those posts blah 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 that's the time of the season where we start seeing this happen and and so as we break this thing down know that this is coming from a perspective of of encouragement and strengthening of like we want you to set goals and and set them for you and see them through for the satisfaction that we knows at the end of that journey um so this person wells outdoor journal i think hit the nail on the head what do you think kyle
1: yeah absolutely and and we want you know listeners to understand we're not doesn't matter what your goal is yeah. we're not yeah, yeah, yeah we're not judging anyone if you, you know if you shoot a fork horn and and drive around with the tailgate down all over town i call that the broken tailgate syndrome <laughs> yeah, um yeah. you know some soon someone kills a big buck their tailgate won't shut magically and they drive around hey whatever Yep. if that's a fork horn or a, a 115 inch eight point if that's what trips your trigger great that's Correct. not what we're that's not what this is about, it
0: no, is, this is not size uh it's not relative to a size that this is only applicable of a hundred and forty inch deer or a five and a half year old and older. It's just yep. across the board standards are standards and and yep. you're you're entitled to your own standard, but it's the phrases like "He's not the biggest now we got meat in the freezer kind of situation that tries to validate a decision that you made. That disregarded your own standards that you set to get validation from other people, and that's that's the issue right yeah. that's the thing yeah. that's like, oh, we don't have yeah. to do that
1: well, and it's disrespectful in my opinion, this may be where we step mm-hmm. on toes, but it's mm-hmm. disrespectful to the animal absolutely, I mean, yeah, you know this animal gave its life for us for food for for the joy of hunting uh, for all of the things why we do this, but there should be some respect for that animal the the sacrifices that's been made.
0: Yeah. It it minimizes a dead animal. Right. And, and, um, we should have like way more admiration for what was able to take place, like the ability to be outdoors and be a hunter, um, and not just immediately go to a, a minimizing of the of the of the animal right the sacrificed itself willingly or unwillingly yeah. um yeah. but yeah. but at the same time like we we just that that to me it's kind of tasteless right it's like oh come on like don't do that like man right. you you had you had that decision to make when you're looking through the scope or you're looking through your peep sight like if you were unsure And accidents happen, but if you're unsure, then don't take the shot. Like that's a decision that you make or you don't make. It's it's pretty black and white in my opinion of it's either going to meet that satisfaction, that standard, or it's not. And before you take the shot, before you make that decision, uh, an, an ethical decision of harvest or don't, you need to know that. And that's like, I think that's a responsibility, like an innate responsibility of a hunter to have that predetermined.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, that plays into something bigger. So you mentioned kind of an accident. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of times I hear, well, it's just a split second. You know, I just had a second and I really didn't get a chance to look. And okay, well, then that's a, that's, that falls into the unsure category. Right, right. so so you can choose to not do it if if you're gonna do it if you're gonna pull the trigger dump the string whatever yep then be be ready and be happy about the results no matter yeah, what if exactly. there's ground shrinkage or not but but i go back i take it a step further and this doesn't this doesn't always happen because you have some unknown deer mm-hmm. but this is why i think it's super critical especially if you're hunting your own farm or the same place the same private private spot where you can get photos and really know Mm -hmm. 95% of the bucks on your place. I mean, I have not shot a buck in years that I didn't know as soon as I saw the deer immediately. Yep. So if it was a split second decision, I, I didn't have to say, oh my gosh, is he going to meet my stand? You know, is Mm he, Ooh, I don't know. He might make one thirty-five. Is he three and a half? Is he four and a half? Is he five? yeah I, you know you don't have time for all that sometimes
0: and and that's that, that is hunting like that's a product yes. of of hunting so the you know the accidents or the the those split second decisions like they're going to continue to happen but what you're saying is like hey try and get some inventory if you're fortunate enough to be able to run you know cameras on the place like get some um useful photos cuz it doesn't just help you of like knowing where a deer's at it helps you knowing who the deer is what are the other characteristics like it's a still image it's a snapshot of time for you to be able to pause reflect and look and analyze is this a target or is it not a target and you see it in the woods oh boom there he is you are you don't have to like process you just oh he goes in the shoot or don't shoot category e- yep. easy 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 yep. easy
1: last three deer I've shot on this farm was that exact i mean immediately knew who they Mm -hmm. were yep that's so-and-so grabbed the bow it's game on you know no no question no doubt yep um and and one of those deer uh scored quite a bit lower than i expected Mm -hmm. i didn't expect it to be great sure uh but was shooting a mature deer um and you know thought ah this deer might be 130 inches and end up being like 122 Mm -hmm. okay i wasn't Unhappy, complaining about, you know? Yeah, right. Nope, that was a target buck. That was a target buck <laughs> from day one. hmm And I shot him. I I'm, yeah. I'm still, I've got him, I've got a euro of him hanging in my cabin. Yeah. I mean.
0: <clears throat> and I think that's where, like, I don't want to derail the conversation uh, of, like, what's best for a lot of people. Because, um, again, we're not talking, I don't want this to be, this is what your standard should be. But I'm going to say. This is why, personally, I'm trying to make my harvest rec- my harvest um, criteria based on age versus an antler score. Like, it's not sure. it's not that's is he right. big enough? It's is he old enough? Because at the end of the day, the deer that's four and a half, five and a half, six and a half, whatever. I don't really care what he's got on his, on his head from a score standpoint. I don't have a 130-inch minimum. I don't have a 160-inch minimum. Like, I don't have that. It's, okay, I need to study the, the body characteristics of this animal, and if he presents an opportunity, I'm going to be satisfied either way because my, my goal for myself and, and um, what I'm trying to do on the properties that have the ability to hunt is I'm going to try and shoot mature deer, period. And if I have sure. that opportunity, boom, you, you meet the qualifications, here we go. Sure, are there are there within that, right? Here's another subcategory within that. Um, are there like a criteria of, oh, well, I would like to shoot the one that probably scores the biggest? Yeah, sure. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to pass up the opportunity when I have, you know, uh, um, uh, one of the other deer, the mature deer, it, right there in range. Like I'm going to take that opportunity and be really yeah, yeah. satisfied with it. And and I just it's just it just it I don't know if it hurts me I don't think that <laughs> that's not the right um, that's not the right uh, phrase but it, it just is it's disheartening I think uh, it does like that animal a disservice to minimize it just because you're looking for validation from other people and and I think that yeah. I know that we're habitat you know focus. Uh, podcast and we talk a lot of hunting and that's things like that. But like I think what we need to do is just call a spade a spade. Like there's a lot of a lot of hunters out there um who are doing things for others and not for themselves. And I and I think that the root of, you know, the conversation kind of stems from that. Right? And and I Oh, sure. It's
1: peer pressure. Yeah. It's social peer pressure. I mean I call it when all the pictures start, right? It's yep. usually about Mid to late September, seasons mm-hmm. open across the country, and all the pictures start. And I, of all these giant bucks, and I call it deer porn. I'm like, mm-hmm. here comes the deer porn. Yeah. It's just, and it's there is. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm. I don't want to see another one of these because <laughs> it's, it, you know, it gets you fired up and you want to kill one yourself. And yeah. It, it's this. Yeah, I I, I mean, we all feel it. It's just human nature.
0: Yeah, I I think, and and I know that there's you know a ton of different you know personalities and stuff out there. But like, I get excited for people who are who are successful, and it drives me yes to, um, to to let's say put in more time to um you know keep continue getting up, grinding out a season because at any chance, at any opportunity, you know the the dime could could flip, right? And now you're sitting in the hot seat and you you're staring, you know, um staring down the bow at, at a great deer, a target deer or something like that. It just it can change in a second. Um yeah. and so yeah. I think that instead of using let's say that energy from other people harvesting that that you get that you kind of receive from that, instead of using that to like um try and get those same feelings, use it to just like Fuel you to go out more potentially, unless it starts hurting your family and that kind of (laughs) kind of quality time that you need to have and reserve, no matter what. But like, use it for for good instead of using it like from from a, a jealousy mentality that then results in I have to validate myself as a hunter because whether you fill a tag or you don't fill a tag, that doesn't qualify you as a hunter. You being outside and pursuing an animal qualifies you as a hunter and I think that has to be like reminded in in your own brain um especially during this this portion of the season like you don't have to kill to be a hunter like I haven't killed a deer this year I've had plenty of opportunities Adam Chad you I I don't think Frank's killed one Brady hasn't killed one yet but that doesn't mean that I'm I'm not a hunter that doesn't mean that I don't know what's happening in the deer woods that simply means that hey i've got I'm pursuing a couple of these deer they meet this standard and unless it unless that happens i'm I could eat two tags in Missouri and I'm okay with that but you have to be you have to be okay with like yeah. that situation potentially you know happening just like Kyle if you invite a friend to go and hunt. He could kill a whopper deer on your property, but like He, he might shoot your giant. That yeah. is true. And and yep. guess what? That happens, but you celebrate in that and say, you know what? That's that's awesome. Like it it's it, I'm sure for you it's probably encouraging from like, man, like look at the results that we're having on this place. Like this is 160 acres. And we're doing some pretty amazing things in the last couple of years the history is showing that like I'm holding mature deer and I'm getting deer to age on this piece and like that's gotta be a satisfying feeling for you. Instead Man of it hurting them. Yeah. Hunting them
1: predictably too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes.
0: Yes. Like it's yes. not a that that his success hasn't resulted in a in a um anger, jealousy, like, no, I just need right. to go out and prove myself. It's Dude, we're, we're doing this like and it's happening yeah. the results, whether I'm behind the bow or whatever, whether I'm behind the camera, like this is this is what we're pushing forward um, with and, and seeing again the success, the fruits of labor uh, and, and not not minimizing your standard for that feeling of success. because I think at the end of the day it's like it's kind of like, oh I think the post actually said it's like you're cheating yourself out of like that true successful feeling. Like that's what a standard is. It's a it's a bar that says, At this point I feel like I'm gonna reach like the standard of success that I want to have for myself. But when you when you decrease that bar, you cheated yourself out of like what that true feeling of success is. So like it might be a temporary short term like high, if you will, from killing a deer that is, let's say less than what you had wanted to and then you begin to minimize it well that's not the same satisfaction that's not the same success and now one you killed a deer and then you start minimizing it and that's not respecting the game nor the the yourself at the same time
1: yeah I want to touch on a couple things that you've you've mentioned or, or sparked a thought in my head here one with that you know I guess it's the thought. Uh, Not that people aren't hunters, but I think it's this feeling of, oh, I, you know, I'm going to look like I'm not a good hunter, air Mm -hmm, quote, mm -hmm. good hunter, great hunter. Yeah. Okay. Well, the reality is sometime if you are bored, listeners, look up Boone and Crockett and look at, just start going through names. Yep. Because I will bet you, I know for a fact, but I'll bet you 80 plus percent of them are in there one time. Yeah. It's not like it's the same you know, two hundred men and women that are killing all these deer. Right. Most of those people are in there one time. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, this guy kills one hundred eighty inch deer every year. No, nope, right. that's not how this works. So, right. this whole good air quote good hunter that that's all perspective. Good at what? Good mm-hmm. at good at killing one hundred eighty inch deer. Good at killing deer. Good at so anyway, that's out the window. yeah. <laughs> yep. Just quit trying to claim you're a good hunter. Just hunt. Um, hopefully you, you do learn and get better at it. Sure. I have over the years, we all yep. have, Yep, totally. but the, the other thing I want to touch on, you know, you mentioned your personal thing is a mature deer mm-hmm. and that's great, but that doesn't have to apply to everyone either. And Correct. we're not, in, we're not suggesting it does. And in, and in fact, I gave an example where, uh, I think that Paul made a deer was like three, yeah, three years ago that I mm-hmm. shot. It was fine. That was a hitless buck, mature buck, and and that was all good. But this year, I've got a five point over here that I bet is eighteen inches tall. Crazy looking deer. Jeez. He's been here for a couple years, so I know, and he looks like a steer. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I, it's one of these deer that he's just genetically screwed up. Uh, he's for sure four and a half. Heck, he may be six or seven. I mm-hmm. don't know. Yep, but. So that's a mature deer, right? But I'm not shooting him, right? Not because I'm in a one buck state, correct? Like, like so that plays into it for me. Yeah. And and if you were over here and you wanted to shoot him, by all means, I yep. would have yep. no problem with that. Sure. But but when I had a you know uh, the deer, the giant that was pushing 180 running around, I got another 160 running around. Um, regardless of age, mm-hmm. <laughs> that that changed my goals or my standards for this year. Sure. Right. Yep. Just, and, and that can change year to year. Right. Cause there's, um, you
0: have different opportunities presented to you each that's year, right. right? That's right. I
1: mean, I could shoot a, um, talking score again. I I've got a 145 inch 10 point that's running around here too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice deer. Mm-hmm. I've never killed a deer that big with my bow. Right. I was not willing to shoot that deer a week ago. That deer was <laughs> right. off the table yep. because I had a giant and a semi giant. Yeah. <laughs> I had 2 160 pluses and I I wouldn't be upset with the I would be upset with myself to compromise my opportunity at potentially these, you know, mm-hmm. deer of a lifetime.
0: In in a one in a especially in a one buck state this year. Yes. Yep. Um
1: so and that's my choice. Yep. Um, now my buddy killed the giant. So now I have, I had two target bucks 10 days ago. As of today, I have one target buck. So then I have to renegotiate with myself, not with anyone else. Mm -hmm. Am I now willing to shoot that 10 point that I think is a four and a half year old deer that I think is 145 inch, which would be my biggest bow kill, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I I haven't necessarily made that decision yet, but I need to pretty quick before he shows up in front of (laughs) (laughs) me. Right, right. But, but anyway, this is how this works. You know, it's whatever you're happy
0: with, but you get, you need to be happy with the end result.
1: Yeah. And Uh, and, you need to be willing to live with it.
0: The other, the other aspect that I think when, when potentially standards are lowered for the validation of others is, I don't know if the people have asked themselves "Is like do you do you think that those people are honestly expecting you to to make that post like does it change their life whether you make the post or not and the answer is no like i it's not going to move the needle for for the other folks the only thing it's doing is trying to give you that temporary satisfaction and and there's more there's more to being a hunter than that there's more to to relationships um that you have with other people than that temporary satisfaction and to minimize an animal to receive that I, I just think that we all can strive to do better and better for ourselves taking the taking the hunting side thing out of it like just overall enjoyment in life like it's it shouldn't be determined although i i classify myself or term myself as a hunter my my life though isn't or my happiness isn't let's say determined by that and I, and i just want to you know say that to 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 make people realize that like hey well, there's more out there to life than the, your success this season whether you accomplish harvesting your standard or you decrease your standard get that validation there's more to it but like people aren't waiting around and saying huh when is that guy gonna post that deer picture i know he's gonna do it and and it's gonna be of this size or more like there's very very few like people out there doing that so uh just just kind of keep that in mind too of like there's more to this there's more of the happiness of it but make sure when you're setting, you know, those standards that you accept the fact that part of the reality of it is tag soup. Like you could easily go through a season and not harvest an animal. Like that could that could easily easily happen. Um well, or
1: yeah, or depending on what state you I mean if you, if you just really need to, you know, see an arrow go through something, which I have those moments. Um <laughs> Buy two or three dotex, sure, and let them rip. I yeah. mean, I find quite a bit of satisfaction oh, in boy. that sometimes.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> so, like, like I mean, in in that though, like, expound on that. Like, to me, I get a lot of satisfaction of like processing and like preparing and like, e- you know, consuming that. Oh, what, sure. that, that meat. Like, yes. just today, we had a conversation with my wife because we were talking about kind of like what what next year kind of looks like for us and. Um, whether, you know, we're doing some more, raising some more steers, how many chickens we want to do. And if we want to incorporate, uh, raising our own pigs into that. Um, and she just like, was like, you know, I just get so much satisfaction, um, of like seeing what, what it is that we do, like the fruits of our labor end up like in the freezer and like preparing meals. And, um, we're fortunate, like my, our niece, um, on youth opening day, uh, here in Missouri, she was able to take her first deer off the, our property, and oh, cool. um, like that afternoon, we processed the deer. Um, her dad was really involved, and they're they're not. Um, this is all new to them, right? So you know, we broke broke the animal down, trimmed it out, vacuum sealed, sent them home with a bunch of meat, and um, just that, like almost kind of witnessing it out of your own body, and kind of saying, hey, like this is this is for you guys. I want you guys to just take this, enjoy it, and have that. Uh, their own satisfaction, but she got to kind of see it too, from a different perspective. And, um, to me, I was like, you know, there, that to me is super satisfying of, yes, we have prepared and created some opportunity for others to enjoy what, what it is we enjoy, but just to, for our own sake, of filling the freezer and going down in, in June and July when it's not deer season and saying, Hey, this is what we, We prepared for this. Like, we're going to have an amazing meal. I love that. That's so much, so much fun. And then to see my wife enjoy it too, is like, yeah, does, you better look out. (laughs) And and it's with
1: that, yeah, with anything, does, with with trophy bucks, with heck, eating. I mean, everybody loves quail, but I can assure you, I sure, I just actually had quail legs, not eggs, legs for lunch out here at my cabin today. Nice. I can assure you they're a lot better than if I bought quail because Uh I hunted them and I shot them myself. Exactly. They actually taste exactly the same as if you had (laughs) bought some pin raised quails, but it's not the same. There's just, there's that satisfaction with a meal of something that you've harvested or raised or whatever. It just just is.
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: You're exactly right.
0: And I think that, like I said, we just need to be like honest with ourselves of like are you seeking validation or are you seeking and seeing out the goals that you set for yourself, your own standards, because that feeling of accomplishment is going to be different. It's going to be standing If you don't diminish an animal to justify or satisfy, um, you know, the, the, the validation from others, we're talking about two different experiences there. And in the process of one of those, um, you're minimizing uh, an animal, right? That again was sacrifice. And that's just to me, I, I it just it it irks me. And I think that as sportsmen, because we, we like to throw that term out a lot. We like to throw sportsman and conservationist, um, and hunter, like we those are ways we classify ourselves. Well we need to make sure that we're we're acting that way consistently across the board too. Um because I think, I think at some point, right, the, the wires get a little cross when you're trying to validate things just for yourself. And Absolutely. still use those terms as if they really mean a lot to you.
1: Well, and, and on a bigger scale, I guess, you know, we've got enough antis. There's enough people against us already, mm-hmm. hunting, trapping, whatever it sure. is. The last thing we need to do is is make it worse, pile on. I mean – you know we should revere the 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 process. We mm-hmm. should revere the animals that we we love this. I mean we do it for a career because yep. we love it so much, habitat work and all of that. But you know man, that's just fuel for anti's. If to say well look you know these folks don't even appreciate it and yeah and if you're trying to sell this kind of stuff down the road you know the this the ability to hunt to someone that's pretty neutral. And then they see that, someone, you know, bagging on something after they killed it or kind of disrespecting it, man. Sure. That, that's not a setting a very good example.
0: No, and it's hard to it's hard to talk yourself out of that one at that point. Like it's like yes. that's a really yeah. good argument. And so it's like we can yeah. we could just do we can just do better and, yeah. and um yeah, again, I, I, I don't want people to think that like we're trying to make we're trying to determine what other people's success should be. It's not that at all. No. Nope. It's just let's have a respect for the game. Let's set ourselves apart and and have a standard for ourselves that we just see through. Um and I think that's the, you know, the same way from like whether you run your own business or you have a career goal and you have, you know, goals for you and your family or whatever. Like no one wants to see you settle for less than what it is you're trying to achieve and just be like, nah this is good, like keep rowing, keep striving. But same I mean it, it's just a different aspect of, of life um, that that we're suggesting to hold yourself to that standard with. Um, because like I said, it, it it it's let's not minimize the animal to make ourselves just feel feel better. Um so any other any other closing thoughts there, Kyle?
1: No, not that I can think of. I'm gonna be over here for a couple days and see if I can validate my own <laughs> standards.
0: <laughs> yeah, good uh, deal. No, I I think uh, I think we probably stepped on enough toes today with with that. But I, I again, that's that's not the point of this, guys. It's no, to it's just no. strengthen and encourage and and um you know. All of us who who have yet to um find that opportunity that's going to trip our trigger in in our own standards, like hey, I'm not ashamed by it doesn't it doesn't for me it doesn't justify whether I'm good at hunting or bad at hunting or good at habitat management or not. It's like hey, I'm just trying to do things around here that um it's gonna be tough to do but I'm willing I'm willing to do that and I'm willing to see it through um and here we go I think the process and the journey it's it's no different um Kyle from you know that the habitat management process of like transforming a farm like that is going to take some serious commitment and um energy to uh years and time to make that thing work and accomplish what it is you're trying to do when you're Taking uh, a farm that has poor habitat and trying to make quality habitat like that is not an easy process to do, and um, so it's kind of kind of kind of similar to that as well. That journey.
1: Yep. Yep. You got to stick to stick to it and, mm-hmm. and believe in what you're doing, and, and there's so believe in yourself.
0: And there's so many wins along the way of that journey too that we see people we talk about often on the podcast of you know hey this the the fact that you're seeing more turkeys, the fact that you're hearing quail, the fact that you're, um, yeah, you know, having more memories with your family, like, like those are successes along that journey. The journey still might be four years out, but doesn't mean you can't. You're going to lower your standards just, just for yeah, again, that satisfaction. Like you're just going to see this thing through. Same thing with hunting. So, yeah.
1: what well, and that family. One last thought here. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you just touched on something family friends whatever it is you know that can change the rules too it's it's your place or if you have control it's your decision Um, my wife's gonna rifle hunt over here first time she's ever deer hunting her life nice and she's gonna rifle hunt this year Mm -hmm. there are no standards for what she can shoot sure right that's the that's my rule it's my farm that's same same thing with my niece
0: right like hey you want to come we're gonna kill a deer and yep. and we've got two days to get it done during youth season and, and whatever steps out, like yep. if that is what makes you happy, her and her dad mm-hmm. were like, We're not gonna be picky and I said, Good, don't care. Yeah. Go yep. have fun. Like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hunt and I hope hope we're gonna make uh be successful. But whatever steps out, yep. steps out and that's a target. That's I'm gonna true. say, Okay.
1: Yep, yep. There's a couple three-and-a-half-year-old deers that I hope don't step out, but if they sure. do, I'm going to let her let her rip.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's
1: part of the deal.
0: So that's it. Absolutely Whatever
1: right. Whatever person wants to do, just do it your own way and live with it.
0: Yeah, that's right. Be happy. That's right. Most importantly, be happy. Well, yeah. um, Kyle, I don't want to keep you out of, out of your uh, deer stand. I know your time over there is precious, and you've got some great opportunities at some deer, so... Um, get back out there.
1: I'm going to get after him. We'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> Good deal. Well, I certainly appreciate it. And uh, thanks to all you guys who are uh, listening and following along um, with the Land of Legacy podcast. And um, guys, we just wish the best for you this season and keep on listening. And we appreciate yep. See you guys here next week.